Oh yeah, um, Ed Jordan's gone on to um, he's decided to use roll twenty for his character sheet for Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Robin. Just because I think the paper ones are just a fucking nightmare. Mate, I love it. I love the paper ones. I want to scribble down my failures so they constantly remind me of what I've done. Yeah, and then you can't read what your stat, what your skills are. You're like, I don't know which one is it. I don't know if it's a 17 or a 76 or whatever. I did take the lower of my two numbers I had for my San. I was like, eh, yeah, just in case, too. I'll, uh, I'll label And I said Jordan as well. It's, it's, it's made a computer nerd character that has literally no skill, no computer science skill or um, <laughs> signals intelligence skills. <laughs> I figured Yeah, I, ma- I imagine I'd be like, Where's your modem? And he's like, what's a modem? Yeah. <laughs> he did actually just use his roommate's computer. You know, you know quite a bit. Uh, I've got 12. Oh, Nero. Craft electrician. Your signal's intelligence, you've got, you've got some, haven't you? Oh, yeah, 60. Yeah, signal's 60 and signal's intelligence. Pretty good. I'm up to, uh, um, up to date with all the new tech. I might not have it, but I know it. I am not. Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign Impossible Landscapes by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence, and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. So, we left it last time of you two deciding to uh, pack up, put down tools and go home. Uh, You got rid of a... Uh, well, you set fire to Gerald Citry's body anyway, and probably the, possibly the rest of the house. Um, you went to a nearby safe house um, and stayed for the night, and then decided that going home and kind of touching base was uh, was the best option for you. Um, so, we are back at home. Nero, you live in York, don't you? Yep. And Gonzo, you live in... Brighton. Brighton. Good memory. Brighton. But before you, before you shake hands and and, uh, and go your separate ways, um, Gonzo, uh, weren't you dropping Nero off at the train station or something? Yep. Took him to yep. the local station to get a uh, train home. Or bus. It's up to him. <laughs> it would be a long bus. <laughs> As you... Um, yeah, you shake hands, shake hands and, you know, say, see you later, whatever. As you do, in your character sheets, I would like you to, under your bonds, write each other's name. So Nero writes Gonzo's name, Gonzo writes Nero's name um, as a new bond. Oh, uh, my God. Saying Delta oh. Green next to it. Oh, sorry, not Delta Green. Saying <laughs> <laughs> Pisces next to it. <laughs> Delta Push. Green, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Never heard um, of it. The value of the bond is half 
of your charisma. Uh, rounded up or down? Um, rounded, rounded up. Okay. That, that's getting knocked down for any sanity scores. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you also you also immediately lose one uh, d four points from any other uh, non Pisces bond of your choice. Okay. See you later, I Margaret. Lose three points from my home football team. <laughs> I lose four points from my mother. <laughs> So this is just yeah to to show that you've been through some you've been through some shit now, um, and you are developing not friend maybe not a friendship maybe a friendship or just a, a working relationship at least, and you, you two are uh, a new bond to each other. Well, well, well. It's good seeing you. Speak soon, yeah, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, pal. Friend. <laughs> And you go on home. So we'll start with um, young Agent Gonzo, who goes home. We will just, what we'll do to begin with is just um, do the home scene uh, and what you wanted to do. So you wanted to do improve a skill or a stat. So by training or studying extensively, your agent can try to boost any two separate skills or stats, or one stat and one skill. Uh, Attempt to test the blah, 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 blah. Um, if the test fails, add three d six percentage points to the skill or one point to the stat. Each increase to a stat or a skill reduces one bond uh, by one as you let other responsibilities lapse. So you rolled this um, off camera, cheating again. <laughs> um, but you, <laughs> you wanted to do well. You tell me. Yes. Yeah, so after you know witnessing uh, a dog soldier rip apart his new friend. Uh, he realised that strength isn't going to be the way through this. He's going to have to negotiate. And the way that he was completely picked apart by the uh, by the agency itself, just being sent on missions. So he's he's decided to go and negotiate and learn how to negotiate some more. So to do that, he signed up to some courses at the debate club. And, uh, you know, he's, he's pied off time with his friend Gary. So that bonds suffered. But yeah, he's spent some evenings... Just learning how to how to debate, and in so he's added sixteen points to his persuade. Persuade, uh, and you tried to do another one, didn't you? But failed. Yeah, he knows nothing about computers still, which is a shock for somebody who spends the majority of their time on the computer. He just yeah. he's just constantly in awe of the science and the magic that makes this little box blink. Okay. Um, and you've written a little bit of something else afterwards. So do you want to? Um, do you just want to say that? So, or just give you, you know, an update of what you think you'll be doing, etc. Basically, he went home and uh, you know took a couple of days off, and just regained his willpowers, returned back to normal life, started going on dates, just you know getting back to himself. But then he kept finding himself drawn back to back to the case. So he spent his time investigating Ricardo and uh, Mag- Magonia, um, looking into both of those on the boards somehow with no computer science skills and just doing research into that. Then, uh, you know, he, while he was digging away at the back of his mind, he was just feeling torn between two worlds and he's 
wasn't sure if this was his last case or if this is a world he wanted to be part of. And so is Samantha, she a new girlfriend? Samantha is... I can't remember if you told us about this. Yeah, the latest girlfriend. So after... <laughs> after the string of women I've left in my wake. Oh, he's a player. Uh, after <laughs> session, after campaign two, uh, he he went out and he essentially made some new friends, started living life again, and he he met Samantha and, uh, mm. yeah, started dating. So how long has it been? Like six months or so, or a little Oof. bit less? Or... Yeah, with the, with the time off in between, probably about six months now. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, cracking on. In the 90s, that's like, what, two kids already? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give you a little bit about Daniel Lissette, who is uh, Agent Agent Ricardo. Um, because you know his name, you you can um, search for him on the nascent 1996 internet, um, and they actually have a website ostensibly for um, Southern Derbyshire Magistrates Court where he works. Oh, isn't that um, handy? Yeah, isn't that handy? Unfortunately, you're not going to get much information because um, I'm not making you roll for it or anything, but. Uh, the website states he has worked at the Magistrates Court for about 15 years and he helps the Crown in court cases against people accused of a crime. So he's not exactly a solicitor, um, but he, he, he works in that kind of field where it's supporting solicitors in cases and sometimes representing people in court, etc. Um, the picture, uh, there's a picture on there, it shows a smiling man with sandy blonde hair and green eyes. And he's also an avid football supporter, having held a season pass for the Derby Rams for many years. Um, and c- can I get a luck roll for your research on Magonia? That is 66. Oh, oh wow. unfortunately a fail. Oof. The name Magonia is derived from the mythical parallel dimension, which was home to the fey folk of Celtic legend. That's all you um. That's all you can find out about Magonia. Hey, I'll take it. There's rumours. There's rumours that it's um some sort of military base, but um unfortunately you you can't find any more. Can't find out any more about that. Uh well, I hope Nero is a better luck with his research. <laughs> He's staring off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, looking out of the rain. Yeah. Um, we'll go over to Nero actually. And then we'll come back to you in a, in, a, in a sec. So, Nero, we'll start off with your home scene. You want to go to therapy. That's right. Your agent must decide whether to truthfully tell the therapist what caused the sand loss. Your agent tells the truth there are risks. If the sand loss came from confronting the near natural, the handler decides whether the therapist believes what your agent says. The therapist may in turn lose sand from the agent's stories. If the therapist thinks the agent's stories are lies or delusions, make the luck roll at minus 20. If the luck roll fails, your agent gains one sand or loses one with a fumble. If the luck roll succeeds, your agent gains 1d6 sand. Um, so, you want to explain what you're doing? Yeah, so um, he goes to see his daughter, tries to have a catch-up, but she's like, you're, you're a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> he explains to her that, you know, he had to explain the the major injury somehow, um, so he says that it's a I'm dealing with a lot of stress. It's the um, the the incident was a um, how did I phrase it to you? 
Um, it was a, a, a digger accident, wasn't it? Ac- excavator accident on a dig. Um, there's a long legal battle, so he apologises. It's stressful, and like some sort of form of PTSD going on as well. So she's like, just go to therapy. I know it sounds very like hippie dippy shit, but it will help you. He's like, okay. Especially in '96. Um. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Fraser's been on the air for three years. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm not. What fa- a I'm show. not falling up him. <laughs> So he goes, um, and uh, he still paddle, pedals this lie of um, it being a work accident, uh, and that's one of the reasons why he's come. But he he does frame it, and he says, like, um, you know, I, I was basically asking for it. I was overworking just to, I just wanted to get to the end of the dig. And, uh, and, and um, he continues and says things like... Um, uh, the discoveries I found on this dig, they're mind-blowing. Uh, 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 made, made me question everything I know about history. So he's re- st- really still peddling this lie, but using you know, the case and saying the yeah. dig. Yeah. So I'm going to say, just just take a, a straight luck roll, 50-50. Okay. I've got a success. 43, hey! oh, 43 yeah. under. Lovely. And you can... Claw back four sanity points. That is huge. Oh, that is what, what was your luck roll again? Sorry, um, it was forty-three under. My numbers have gone up. Your numbers have gone up. Four sanity points. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, you never have to lose them ever again. Hey. <laughs> and anyway, you um, you also wanted to um, you wanted to look up some. F- Files in the local library, or, or or archives of news, newspapers, journals, etc., to see if there's any, um, see if there's anything like the case you're working on now. Yeah, Is that right? yeah. So some strange death fires, etc. He's just trying. You know, th- there's a lot of history going on with with these um, ex agents or, or non-active agents, mm. and he's just gonna scour um, the local lo- local library for. a Papers, journals, and see if he can match anything of a typical case: missing persons, strange deaths, fires that don't yeah. seem to have a, a natural conclusion. Yeah, most of them will be his fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me. No, that was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one might have been gone though. Um, so <laughs> no, no other. There's nothing really jumps out of you. No other crimes line up, but. In researching, you do see, you do connect the dots of Gerald Citry's murder and the murders that have been attributed to the Army of the Third Eye. It's not the same MO. They haven't they haven't carved symbols in people and they haven't left messages on the walls, etc. Okay. So he he is the only one that I can sort of pick up that that's been explicitly uh, occulty. Yes. If I want to use that terminology. Yeah, no, that's it. That's good. That's it. Um, and you wanted to also head up to Leicester A&E, see if you can spot Laura Greenbrier? Yeah, so, you know, I've got this wound that will need treatment. So, uh, sort of hang out, see if I can get a, based on any description I have of her, um, or can get of her, uh, try and bump into her get treated by a potentially 
and essentially ask friendly questions, get an age, how long she's worked there, is she local, blah blah. You know the sorts of things you would ask. Well, let's 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 go with to begin with because it's not because she's an A and E nurse. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously you're on an accident, an emergency. Does she come in with her, come in six months later with her and be like, oh, can you just uh, take a look at this? Um, uh, tell you what. To, this is a good bureaucracy role. So roll your bureaucracy to see if you can kind of worm your way in to see her. Okay. Or, you know, ask someone if you can see her, etc. Something like that. So you roll your bureaucracy. This is quite good, isn't it? Your bureaucracy? It's uh, 68 over. Ooh. Oh, 68 over? Over 40. Uh, unfortunately. Um, okay. Roll luck roll. See if you can hang around A&E and see if you can, like, spot a badge to... I, I will roll, but unfortunately I you won't be able to go. On. I've just so I've moved everything over to um to roll twenty because of yeah. my character sheet being a mess. I've rolled one, two, three, four, five, six rolls, and only one of them has been a success. So uh, <laughs> you can still roll. I'd still roll normally with your dice. I'd still roll with dice. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll dig them out in a sec. Yep, failure. Uh, <laughs> get the dice out, mate. Get, get the, the dice out. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately. You can't see hide nor hair of Laura uh, at the hospital. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to do? Can you think of anything else? Um, uh, without appearing like a like a sexual predator, yeah. um, I don't think there's much more I can do off the top mm. of my head. You don't um, even know what she looks like. Not really. Um, no, I, I, I have to be realistic and just and uh, maybe just take any failures as they are mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world do you go home probably a bit dejected on the train home waste of money so about a month passes and so we're around 6th, 6th of December, 6th, 7th, 8th of December, around there, 1996. Some tunes I've looked at, and Break My Heart by Tony Braxton was in the charts at this time. Absolute banger. Um, break my heart, so love. Anyway, um, Insomnia by Faithless. Oh, banger. And, and Breathe by Prodigy. Uh, so 96, 96 was the uh, December 96 was the time to be around in the charts uh, either either of us edgy enough to listen to that music though <laughs> I don't you tell me brother fucking take that all day mate <laughs> I did say there was, I did say there was a Peter Andre was on top of the charts a lot as well so there he is um, uh, that might be uh, might be your style more your more your pace Nero listens to Radio 4 <laughs> of course Asian Gonzo yes you, are, you and Samantha are relaxing at home. Um, so if it's the sixth of December, that is a, that is a Friday night actually. So you're, you're relaxing at home, maybe settling in to watch a repeat of series seven, episode six of Only Only Fools and Horses, the class of '62, which is what was on at that time. Also, the BBC website tells me because <laughs> I looked, <laughs> I looked at the TV schedule. Incredible. Uh, and uh, there is. A knock at the door. I'll, uh... Who could that be? 
my I'm just going to get that sinking feeling in my stomach. Be like, oh, I don't get visitors. I'm just going to... Like, I'll just... Uh, I'll, go, I'll go see who it is. Stand up and walk over to the door. Uh, answering your door, there is a police officer and another man in plain clothes. And he holds up a police ID badge. So, Mr. Bloomfield, correct? Michael Bloomfield? I'm just going to give him a once over like, yeah, um, can, can I ask what this is regarding? Yeah, hello sir, my name is uh, Detective Inspector Rollings, this is PC Hart. Sorry to bother you, I know it's late, is, um, is that your car in the driveway there, silver Ford Mondeo? Ha, <laughs> <Okay>, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll look have at it, like. Nottingham, been to Nottingham recently, have we, sir? Well, it's, uh, it's not actually mine, I was borrowing it from a friend, but... I have been driving around with it. He'll give the nod to PC Hart. And he'll say, Michael Bloomfield, I'm arresting you on suspicion of murder. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you don't mention when questioning something that, as he's leading you away. Samantha runs to the door. She's screaming, Michael, what's, go what's going on? Murder? What? And uh, all the while, PC Hart's trying to usher her back into the house. Like, don't worry, it's uh, just a misunderstanding with the car. <laughs> it's a misunderstanding, darling. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you're taken down to the station, in which you're held for some time. And after a few hours, D.I. Rollings comes back in to ask you some questions. And he's saying stuff, you know, like, we got, we've got an eyewitness seeing you in that car leaving the scene. Who else were you with? Why did you do it? How did you know Citri? Why him? Look at this. Look at this. This is what you did to it. Burnt to a crisp. And he shows you photos of like the burnt corpse and the burnt down house. How do you think you'd respond? Um, I I would I think I would try and be as repulsed as possible. Even though I've seen some like horrific things, mm. I'll just like look away from the picture. Be like, oh, never seen a body before. So it should be that. <laughs> no. no, my innocence. Um, and then, yeah, I would just play the part. Well, actually, half play, half truth of just like, what the fuck? I'm innocent, panicking, sort of. Playing up to a uh, 27, 28-year-old who's been arrested, doesn't know why. Yeah. Who are you going to call with your with your one phone call? Mm. Who am I going to call? Well, I, the only numbers I know, or will have access to, I assume, regarding this, would be Brian Potter. But if I call him, surely they would know. I mean, I'd say you have access to, you know, you could call whoever you like. like. Yeah, but from the agency, yeah. I have no contact details. Um, no. Nope. Not that I would, you know, I would love to meta some in, but I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to call Mr. Potter. Okay. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> Hello? Sir? Hello? No, I've just come out. Hello? John Wilson? You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> John Wilson. It's off now. <laughs> I thought your name was, was Brian Potter. That's your cover name. Fucking sneaky rascals. Uh, John, John, it's um, 
it's Michael from work. Oh, hello, um, hello, Michael. I thought we weren't gonna arrange to speak for a, for another week or so. It's a bit of a situation, unfortunately. There's been a bit of a misunderstanding, and the police are police are holding me regarding the formal day. So, um, I was just wondering if you could uh, speak to the you bosses and. Well, so I've always want one of these. <laughs> but I was just wondering if you could uh, maybe you know, speak to the boss and get this all cleared up. Well, uh, I see what I can do, but um, uh, uh, my my uh, my expectations of of them is uh, of of them are uh, low. If you see my, if you catch my drift, um, hang tight, uh, Michael. We'll uh, we'll get you out. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's a uh, getting pretty serious. Just remember, they won't understand uh, what our job is. I know. I am. Um, I know. And uh, uh, Nero hangs up. Well, he's fucked. <laughs> New character time. <laughs> Pretty much. Destroys the phone. <laughs> Moves house. <laughs> Jesus. Let's keep that on hold for a bit, Jordan, because after the weekend, Gonzo, Monday or Tuesday, um, you're called back into the interrogation room with Rollings. Um, and he doesn't look very happy. And he places a tape recorder on the table. And he looks at you, kind of wearily, and mumbles, you must have friends in some very high places. And then he slides across a sheet of paper um, across the table. Uh, it looks a bit like a script. He looks at you, gives you a knowing look, and presses record on the tape on the tape recorder. Well, Mr. Bloomfield, I can only apologise on behalf of all the staff here and at Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire Police. Seems to be an honest mistake. Sometimes officers can get a little too gung ho when they want to solve a crime like this. I'm sure you understand. I'm just gonna look him in the eye. And then look down, the back of him, and then down again, like, Of course, Mr. Rollings. It was all very stressful, but I'm just glad it has all worked out in the end. I'm sure it gave my girlfriend, Sam, a terrible fright. He goes to stand up. Yes, I'm sure it did. If there's nothing else, I can escort you outside. Then I'll stand up to me. No. Thank you, and uh, thank you for your professional man, detective. I hope you find the culprit soon. Um, anything else on that paper? Oh god, in the corner, but I can't read it. Can I take it with me? No, as soon as you're done recording, he rips the paper out of your hand, stops the recording, uh, and kind of grabs your arm in quite a bit of a vice grip. Now I'm going to delete that's, that script. No! <laughs> I saw it. Um, have you seen it? He had a grim face and he wordlessly escorts you out of the building and kind of nearly throws you out the door. And then boom, cuts to black. Ooh. Can you roll a 1d6 for me, please, Edward? Of course. 
A three. You take three bond damage to Samantha. Oh. Oh, D6, that's Samantha. a lot. Don't take a car from a crime scene next time, you... Oh, I never get paid anything. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my payment out in car. You know what? It's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Working hard on that bond. Agent Nero, you came home late one night, probably the weekend of the uh, of the sixth. Maybe you've had a few jars. You never know. Did you drink him, man? He has the odd pint. You know, two down the pub. Get down the pub. You unlock your front door and step in. And you roll alertness for me. I can. That is 54 over 24. Rolling rocks today, are you? Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. A mass of hands, like, grab onto you. And violently, like, move you throughout the house. You roll sanity for me. Jesus Christ. 52, over. Yeah. You only lose one. Lose one little one. They um, kind of force your arm behind your back, you know, in that in that classic that classic style. Which arm? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, your non-diseased one. It's not disease. <laughs> your non-injured one, mm-hmm. luckily. But you are kind of grabbed all over, so someone's probably like, dug a hand into your shoulder there and it it probably does hurt quite badly Uh, but you're manhandled and placed into a dining room chair and um, Violet sits across the table from you and you can feel there's like several people lurking behind you several strong men and Violet looks at you she says don't know what kind of movies you've been watching, but normally you investigate a murder right away, not go home and clock off for a couple of weeks. Have you, did you see me? I was in North State. I asked you two in the car if you were up to it. You both agreed. You did half a job and then went home. If you wanted a full job doing, you may as well have done it yourself. My Scottish then, sorry. <laughs> have you got the right man here? <laughs> Um, Well, I know it seems unreasonable, but I'm doing what needs to be done. Do you you want Sarah to end up another Kim Granger? Is that what you want for your daughter? You'll leave her out of this. It's not like we're not doing our job right now. We're taking stock. We're getting info and then we're going to meet. What info have you got? Well, I know... Let me open up my notepad. Well, I know that the uh, Sentry's murder matches a lot of the other murders of the uh, Third Eye. He's the only one, or the first one, should I say, to uh, have evidence of the occult. That's what I do know. Where are the notes you took from Sentry's office? He's silent for a bit. And um, his eyes dart to a desk in the corner of the room. Second draw down. Second draw she down. Nods, yeah. Sorry, go on, go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say she nods at someone and they and they they go over and go. And it's a big it's a big lad and he's got um he's got like um UK army camo fatigues on with a balaclava. 
And he opens the desk and rifles through it and retrieves the notes and put, puts them in front of her. Wandering about with this kind of information. Do you have any idea what it could do if this got in the wrong hands? This is playtime anymore, John. This is time to put on your big boy pants. She's like leafing, leafing through the notebook. Well, what are you going to do now? Are you going to let me crack on with this case? Or are you going to give me a bollocking? Any more of one? Well, we've looked into this Pellerin character. It's the one who work in Greek Kilo 6 we're investigating anyway. Get rid of him and do it quickly, and we can close the book on this. We've all had enough, haven't we, John? Uh, he he gives a... He, like, lowers his, his forehead uh, and brow is his... Get rid of him? As if to say, yeah, murder him. Someone places a small duffel bag on the table. As I said, after this, we can give you a, a much-needed break. Some time with your daughter. Look at me, John. He looks a square in the eye. I mean it. Just one more step. You're not going to send us to Mago- Magonia, are you? If I wanted to send you there, you'd already begun, wouldn't you? Mm. Just one more step. Something in the bag to help you. He opens the bag and has a look through. Yeah, well, there's just a there's a sawn-off shotgun and there's a revolver <laughs> and there's some um, zip-tie handcuffs as well. What do we know about Pellerin then? You can't expect me to do all the work. Well, um, it was in Citri's notes, so I'm pretty sure you you looked at it last time. Let's have a look on the padlet. Uh, recently informed that um. Uh, recently informed that a Mike Pellerin was involved in a ritual murder. Yeah. So you know nothing, yeah, no follow-up information where he might be staying or any other leads. Uh, I can't remember if I if I told you that it, where he lived. I think it, I think his address was in there. Yes, there was there was um, an address in there. It was up in Hull, just outside of Hull. Okay, cool. Preston, place called Preston, just outside of Hull. Yes, and also you said. With Citri, I said it didn't match the Army of the Third Eye MO. Oh, it didn't, sorry. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Didn't. Yeah. So none of their murders have involved carving out the eye or writing on the walls or anything like that. Or any of the murders that have been attributed to them. Sorry, with all the stress uh, I misspoke, it doesn't. Match the MO of the Army of the Third Eye, which means the agency's uh, got someone else to be concerned about. Do they? Well, we all do, don't we? Like, I've given you the target. That's all you need to know. Get it done. Well, I've not heard... Anything else? Um, Timeline-wise, is this happening like simultaneously with... Um, uh, yeah, it's around, it's around the same time. Um, so he's going to ask, you know, is is um, Gonzo out of prison, essentially, or jail, so I say. Yes, your bumbling accomplice. Yes, we've uh, we've helped him. I tell you what, that's something we won't forget, and I hope he doesn't either. Ah, uh, I may, uh, I may have, might have had those notes, but at least I kept them safe. I don't know why that prick would. Uh, 
keyboard up there, Scott. Hmm. Sorry, Mondale. <laughs> she stands up. He's, he stands up as well. One of the men like behind you just like shoves you back down in the chair. <laughs> I expect to hear from you soon then, John. When it's done, you will. A pleasure as always, Violet. She walks out. And then when she's gone, the men also leave. He just gets the gun, the revolver and shotgun out and plays them on the tape. Puts it in his mouth. <laughs> 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 Blows his brains out. Boom! Now he places them enough. on the... <laughs> I love you, Sarah! <laughs> um, he places them on the table and he's like... Just stares at them for a good five minutes, just wondering what to do. Hmm. What do we think? Instinctively, I think he knows that he he has he has their or they will protect him because they've got you know uh, Gonzo out of prison and. There's no other evidence to say that he didn't do the murder. Um, so I think it's... He knows that... And he does trust them to a certain degree. One mm -hmm. more step and then I'll give you a break. Nah, she's got a what do you think about what, what, in, what do we think about Mike Pellerin, though? Oh, well, I don't really have much information on him. Mm. He's obviously a violent person. And I think, based on the information that I have, at least, um, he he's part of a, a larger group of cultists of some sort. Yeah. Um, whether they are connected to Carcosa or, or anything like that, or anything unnatural is another thing. But they're certainly violent and... For all we know, they're just a, a, an offshoot of the Third Eye. But. Well, so was Gerald Citrin. He was ordering... He was ordering assassinations and killings and all sorts. In his oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm more, I mean more in the sense of I'm going into that, or these characters are going into that dangerous space. Mm, in, a oh, right. in a moral sense, but there is no good on this. in this. It all depends on which side you're on. Mm. Um, I think that the the lines, are, the moral lines, are very, very blurred. Yeah, and we are stuck in the middle, and it's you survive in this instance. I think. Mm -hmm. Ed, got any thoughts? I think I'm fucked. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I mean, do I at least get to keep the car? Was it impounded for evidence? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea if that car goes, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, get rid of my sweet wheels. Um, yeah, he's absolutely fucking spewing. He's just so annoyed that he's put himself in a situation where not only was he thinking that he needs to get out of this, but now he, he owes them one. He's absolutely shafted himself. Mm. So, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's unaware of the, you know, the request to murder anyone, but, um, yeah, he... He's not happy. Well, what would you like to do? Um, gone. Uh, Nero, sorry, will give it a couple of days, um, or a day, sorry, and call Gonzo. Mm-hmm. 
Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> you know your role. <laughs> I believe I had Operator. enough here. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll uh, take the phone. Well, take the call. Hello? You're out, then. Okay, whatever you did. Thank you. I, um... Oh, I think I really screwed up this time. All I did was uh, call Tom Parsnip. He must have done the rest. <laughs> oh, I love Tom Parsnip so much. So, uh, so how did you get out? They, um... They... I mean, it was awful, but actually quite... quite mad. Uh, they, they just came in with a script, then they read it, but then posted me through the front door. Hmm. So Violet wasn't lying then. I, uh, you saw Violet? Yeah, she paid me a little visit. Roughed me up a little bit, if I'm honest. God, what, what does she want now? Oh, she wanted Citra's notes. And she's got them. <sighs> well, I mean, that's it, that seems fair. Aye, that's, <laughs> not, that, that's not the end of it, though. Oh, do you remember that name? Mark Pellerin. You know, the lad who, uh, who Citri thought was part of these ritual murders up in... Oh, Preston Place, outside there. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I know, uh, I remember. Well, uh, let's just say that she wants um, him taken care of. And then we get our rest. Jesus Christ. She... Like, taken care of, taken care of. When can you get up to York? Perhaps we should talk in person, mate. It's on our way to Hull. Oh, uh, wait, you want, you, you want to do this? Do we have a choice? I mean, and I know I know I keep saying that, but we always know the answer. Because if we don't, guys... you know where we're going. Am I going here? These guys have us by the balls, but I mean, I do, I can't kill people. I'm not a killer, and this guy—he's a fucking. He's a murder machine. It's a. It's like sending lads to the slaughter. Machine. <laughs> yeah, he, he was flustered and he couldn't think of a killing machine, so he went for murder machine. <laughs> he's a goddamn murder machine. Um, you think you can't fucking kill him? Make mincemeat of us. Uh, I found out some bits as well, which might might influence your decision. It looks like uh, Citra's murder didn't match up with the uh, the Order of the Third Eye or any of their uh, terrorist killings. It looks like, um, well, there's someone else involved, or another another cult or another group. And if Citra's saying that Pellerin, he's got good evidence to suggest that he's uh, part of these ritual murders. There's a strong, uh, strong connection between, well, there's a connection maybe between Mike and um, and Citri. So, so they want us to go and kill, I mean, sorry, take care of someone who is capable of taking that meathead down, strangling him to death, and then cutting him up. I mean, fuck, man, fuck. What they want us to do is uh, 
sort out or take care of, shall I say, someone who knows about the agency and knows that we know. He's not going to be a stupid person, this Mike. And I doubt that it was just him. I imagine he's got a bit of a network. Fuck, man. Alright, let me if just... It's not, if it... Sorry, go on. I was... I mean, I can imagine, like, half terms coming up. Um, so... Christmas holes in. And that's it. I'll, uh... I'll travel up. I'll be there in... There are two days. Yeah, that's fine. I see you. Uh, call me. Call me just before uh, you you set off. I'll give you my address. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye. Lovely. You've arrived in York. <laughs> I meet him at the train station and walk him to to my flat. Mm -hmm. Ooh, live in a flat. Nice. Oh wait, wait. We don't we don't even get food straight away. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time for food. We're in town. We might as well go somewhere. <laughs> oh, we're in York. Let's uh, let's get a a um, Yorkshire pudding wrap. <laughs> I'm sure thing? they existed then. That's a thing. There's like four shops of it in York. They're amazing. Oh, I've been to York in a fucking age. Have your thoughts changed? About being used as a terrible assassin to murder a murderous meatbag man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much on the same same page I was before. Fair enough. How uh, are you? <laughs> Nero's gonna um have a, a pause and have a think about what um Violet called him. <laughs> what did Violet call um <laughs> call Gonzo? A bumbling accomplice. A bumbling accomplice. <laughs> well, uh, Vala did call you my bumbling accomplice. Uh, I don't think it's going to hold up in court, mate. I think, uh, I think I might be in this for a while. <laughs> um, watch out for this link coming in for Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, I actually, I actually Googled it already, mate. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's been around since 2004. <clears throat> oh Oof. no! Maybe you can have the idea. <gasps> oh my god, that's a spin-off you know game. You need some sort of Yorkshire pudding wrap. It wrap the other ingredients within the Yorkshire pudding. It's just—it's a roast. There's bacon, sausages, taters, taters. Order online. You order online. Fuck it out. Now that's the future. <laughs> not, probably not in '96. Eh? <laughs> well, not your technology skills. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there any way I can, I can convince you? To my, murder. My, he leans, he leans into Gonzo and says, "Mate, we've, we've already done it at McAllister." Oh, that was different. That was, that was kill or be killed, not going. And anyway, that. I don't know, she was... I don't think she was people anymore, mate. That was... This is apples and pears. Apples and oranges. Either way, we're comparing things that are different. We shouldn't <laughs> say that the same. It was really apples and pears quite similar, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monteos and Escorts. 
Well, it seems like your, your journey's been wasted then. Because if it's not you, they're just going to put me with someone else, which has exactly the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very common voice, I'll have you know. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm honest, they might have a higher sanity score, so I'll be happier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just gonna like stare at the floor. I don't think this is gonna end when this is done. But no, neither do I. No, neither do I. But I don't. I don't want them getting involved in in my life that isn't part of this job. She mentioned my daughter's name. She said, and I quote, "I don't want quote because I can't remember." She said uh, <laughs> she didn't want Sarah. Being another um, Kim Granger. Kim Granger. She threatened her. She threatened to suck her into a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Cue flashbacks. Um, <laughs> uh, I run my hand from my hair. Like, all right. Let's um, look. I'm not saying I'm on board, but I'm not. Not on board, if that makes sense. No, so yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> this is this is Ed. You doing it or not? This is Ed. Keen, keen. Yeah, I'm really keen. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not a yes or a no, is it? Hey, stop hating on Keen. It's great. <laughs> fine, fine. I'm in. <laughs> Can I get that contract signed, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me get that in writing. Okay. Off to do a murder. Well, I mean, it's it's. You've got a, I mean, you've got a couple of options, really. We're gonna uh, get take six months off of planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a couple of options. I mean, you can you can go up to. Here's how I see it, right? And, and not to um, not to give you too much of a peek behind a kimono. But you can you can go up to Hull, Preston, um, and go to this guy's house, gun him down, or go through his house first, or lie in ambush or whatever. That's one way to do it. Or you try and gather a little bit more information about him. Um, or you can try and make contact with Daniel Lissette, um, the one person you know you you definitely would be able to find because you know what he looks like or try get in contact with Roberta again because they both were involved with Mike Pellerin and Citri and all that kind of business really yeah um, um, or go home <laughs> and risk it <laughs> go into hiding I think I, I, I think Nero's gone past that stage the moment he's he's threatened she's threatened Sarah um, but that was what his big drive at the McAllister was. He wouldn't yeah. want that to happen to his daughter. Yeah. Um, so let's say after the the rap, we go back to the flat and have a <laughs> have this discussion based on uh, on Gonzo being on board. Uh, what information did you find about Ricardo or that Lucette lad? Not a great deal, if I'm honest. He's been been at work, same job, for 15 years. Really likes derby football. That's basically it. 
Hmm. Well, I, I tried to get hold of Laura, but, um, well, I just ended up looking like a pedo outside a hospital, so I left. <laughs> um, outside and inside. And, in, and inside. <laughs> just in general. How about. I, I, I think that maybe. Maybe we should speak to them. Yeah, they might be out, but let's treat them as friendless. If if they if they are amenable to that, um, you know we can get hold of Ricardo pretty easily. But Roberta, we don't really know what she looks like. I do have an idea though. I'm it's a bit far fetched. We um we stand outside with a, a sign and say and write Roberta, Ro, sorry Roberta Ricardo, and Rene, um on it essentially, you know. And see if she bites, uh, and say maybe put Violet has a question. Wait, where do you want to stand outside of? The hospital. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe we just make it a little bit less creepy, and uh, <laughs> we just say like, like, congratulations on your recovery, or like I don't know, something something medical, just a little <laughs> bit less. Oh, did I? Fine, you fine. I can't think of a better option. <laughs> I'm assu- Sorry, so some of the plans you guys come up with are really just really funny. <laughs> I'm assuming that Daniel Lissette and Laura Greenbrier don't know each other outside of... If they are good agents, unlike us, they, <laughs> they w- wouldn't know each other outside of the operations of... Um, uh, what is the group called? Kilo Six. That's an assumption. Um, so I think if we said to, to Daniel Lissette, you know, what information do you have about this bloke? Um, we're part of an operation. We need as much information as possible. He might give us X. But if we say, look, does Lord, does Roberta know more? He might say, I don't really know where she is or what she does. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we just um, treat them as individuals and see what bit each of them can give us. Okay, well, shall we shall we go to Ricardo first then and speak to him? Because I don't like the idea of just going up there. That's too dull. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> uh, I, I would agree. I think let's arm ourselves with as much information as possible. We and might. with our shotgun and revolver. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and actual knowledge armor. and weapons. <laughs> do you have any skills of those things? And I'll gesture. I'll be like, do you know? Do you know how to actually use one of those? Well, all I know is from uh, from westerns. And you might say it's a twenty percent. Like, I mean, d- depending on how it goes down, there might be. Um, there might be some bonuses to that, but it's all depending on how it goes down. I mean, if I'm, it's you know, if you find yourself in the middle of a gunfight suddenly, then yeah, twenty percent. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, shotgun to the back of the head while he sleeps. I think all that's the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'll yeah. say is, if it is two-handed in a shotgun, I'm definitely at zero percent because they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna yeah, be, might be more your speed. Yeah, Ed might have to take up the. Uh, the shotgun. Leo is going to get out um, a ma- one of those A to Z road maps and open up on um, 
Derbyshire on Derby, sorry. And um, so we're saying that he's he's here. Um, should we just go for it? Just head there. Or not? Yeah. I mean, can't think of anything else. Um, Nero's going to pack a bag. Standard hivers two though this time. Ooh. And um, anything that might be. Yeah, yeah, you've got a little kit bag, don't yeah. you? It's fine. Yeah. yeah, 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 with all your little bits. A go bag. And he flicks his uh, answer machine to um, away. Or whatever, I don't know. What if, I was too young to have answer machines. You're going to tell Sarah? You're going away? Or not? Uh, no, because he's, he's thinking that he might be away for only for a couple of days and they might head right. back before they go up. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. But yeah. who yeah. knows what happened. Going over to Derby. Mm. We'll probably be dying, mate. That's probably all that happens. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, he doesn't take the guns with him. No guns. No guns. Not, not from... Uh, um, he just carry it around. Just, yeah. Okay. And over to Derby. Um, you both, you're both going, aren't you? Um, are you getting over on the train? Uh, I could just imagine... I could just imagine, though... Gonzo turning up to Nero's with the silver Ford Mondeo. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck are you got that car yeah. for? <laughs> the car's clean now. It's fine. They're not interested <laughs> It's fine. I'm pretty sure that script didn't say, oh, by the way, keep it, mate. I wasn't convicted for murder. It's fine. It didn't say don't keep it. But yeah, no, it's gone. Uh, cool. How would you like to go about um, making contact with him? Thoughts, Edward? I guess we could. As I said, you know what he looks like. You know where he works, and you know what he looks like. Yeah, I think we could go in and just say that we need some help in the case. Uh, yeah, we could try that. Yeah, but what case would would get us in there? Um, let's get our story straight for once. Well, he he works as in the magistrate's office, but not he's not a solicitor. Yeah, is that right? No, he's not he, a yeah. like a court advocate. Yeah. He's a legal executive. Yeah. He assists the solicitors. Um, we could just, if we know what it looks like, we could just wait outside and walk with him. Yeah, you know you know what he looks like. And be like, oh, you know, uh, I need some uh, advice about, you know, and then just basically when away from someone, just say Kilo 6 or something like that. Well, our firm could be uh, Kilo 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. We are suing Kilo 6. Oof. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Take lead, man. I think your bureaucracy is much but greater than mine. Um. Yeah, it's going to be bureaucracy, isn't it? Nice. Yeah, roll a bureaucracy to see if you can, yeah, see if you can worm your way into um, to seeing him. Uh, that is. Just at work. I mean, getting him as well, just randomly, would be... 26 under. Asking for under. Him by name. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Give it to him. Okay. So you can set up a... Yeah, you can set up an appointment um, for the next morning, you know, uh, 8am the next morning, 9am the next morning. Um, and you can sleep on it and then and then rock up to the magistrate's court. Uh, there's, there's probably someone listening out there that's pulling their hair out going, this isn't how it works. <laughs> like, you don't just go into the magistrate's court and have meetings with the legal executives or whatever. But, uh, yeah. You do. You just walk in and everything's fine. <laughs> um, but you yeah, you get invited to a, to, a, to a meeting room, a little office. Um, 
and uh, Daniel is, is sitting in there waiting for you. Um, let me just nip to the toilet very quickly, please. Go right back. Right, shoot him in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Straight away murder him. Have you said anything about Kilo 6 yet? Uh, no, we, we waited no, for you. Yeah, we yeah. just waited for you. It made sense to. No, I mean, would you have... Um, would you have said when booking the meeting, like Kilo 6 or anything like that? Or um, are you going to wait till you're in the office to say it? I think we'd wait, because he might have declined okay. the meeting previously. What can I help you fellas with? Oh, um, hi. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm just... Uh, I'm here representing... Bloomfield and Wilson, and um, we have an interesting case where <laughs> we're bringing some legal action against uh, against Kilo Six. Against who? Uh, Kilo Six, I believe you know them well. And his eyes narrow at you. Kilo Six, I um, uh, I don't think I've heard of them before. And he gets out. Um, he opens a little folder in front of him. He's got like a pad of paper on one side, and he starts scrolling on it. As um. I don't really do. Uh, is it a commercial group or? Uh, they're actually a uh, actually a shell company of a larger organisation, uh, Pisces Fish Inc. It's <laughs> it's uh... really inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one knows that Pisces exists. Uh, he, yeah. uh, he's right. He's been writing on this bit of paper, and he and he hold he holds it up, and it says, "This is my workplace." And he puts it down, and he folds it, folds the paper over, and starts writing something else. He says, um, "Oh, uh, that's. Uh, I'm afraid you've, you've come down and wasted your time, gentlemen. This is um, this is commercial law. Uh, I, I work more for the criminal court, for the for the Crown Prosecution Service." Um, and he finishes scribbling, and he goes, he holds it up, and it says, "The Dragon in 8 p.m." puts holds it down now, and he goes, "Yes, uh, I can I can give you um." Uh, one of my associates' numbers who would be able to uh, who be able to help you with that regard, but uh, fortunately it's just not my area of expertise. I just I don't know why you've managed to end up with a meeting in me. But well, uh, seems like we may have uh, got some wrong information. But thank you, thank you for the, uh, the contact, and uh, we'll leave you to it. Good day. A few wires crossed, eh? It happens. It happens. Hmm. It's uh It's pretty complicated out there. Well. Have a good day, sir. And you, gentlemen. Thank you. Bye. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we wait until eight. Oh, yeah, come go back to the Dragon Inn at eight. Yeah, come back. Um, before we go in, uh, going to take a walk around and maybe roll alertness. Uh, yeah, roll, are you just checking things out? Yeah, up, like being on edge now. Yeah, alertness is more for imminent danger. Do a search. Okay. Oh, that's better for me. Yeah. Oh, great. 70 over. <laughs> uh, no, everything uh, everything seems fine. Um, it's probably midweek, so it's probably not too busy. Uh, you go in, it's a proper old boozer with the um, the bridles on the walls from the horses. You know what I mean? Those, mm-hmm. That old, oh, that old yeah. stuff. Um, and there's a table in the corner and you can see Daniel is set waiting there for you. We getting drinks, or we just going over? Uh, which one get us done? I do. No, yeah, let's, let's head over. Just who the hell are you two? Looks on, we're uh, 
We're where you were not that long ago. We're um, we need your we need your uh, any information you might have. We're not trying to drag you in. We just want you know a consultation, if you will. I think it's best you don't know who we are. Let's just say that. About what? How did you even find me? Well, um, he looks over to Gonzo and says, "Shall we tell him?" Then. I'm just gonna look like sort of try and measure him up. Actually, can I can I roll human? Yeah. Oh my god, we're playing the game properly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sixty-six over. Oh, the critical fail. Yep. I know nothing. I know uh, less about him than when we started. Daniel Lissette looks like a a happy, friendly young chap. <laughs> oh. How young is he? You got well. He's thirty, late thirties. You'd guess. Like, you know, we're getting on when we. I think mean, that was young. a critical fail on your human there. But so. yeah, he's actually twenty-four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. eighty. He's got a he's stick. He's an old man. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I know nothing. Got you. But do you think human though is a good chap? Do you think we should tell him? Go on then. What have we got to lose? Well, what? What is it? Do you recognise the name Citri? Yes. Well, let's just say he's, um, he's not with us anymore. She's, she's dead? In a, in, a, in a not pretty way. Um, fairly brutally murdered. We, um, we were on the clean-up. Now, something... Well, well um, Go on. I'm not surprised. Citri... He, uh, I respect him. I respected the man. He's been in the game a long time. He knew that war's messy. Not everything's clean. But the guy just didn't know when to quit. He'd start fights and poke things until they blew up in his face. That's probably what happened to him. I don't know. Who, who do you think did it? Well, we, uh, we have a, a lead. But we have a, we have a job. And that's what we've come to you for. What do you know of the name uh, Mark Pellerin? Ah, yeah, Pellerin. He's a suspected member of the Army of the Third Eye. Yeah, we investigated him for some some ritual murder, but uh, I couldn't quite get any evidence on him, and we were told by the higher-ups to leave him alone, so that's what we did. The the higher-ups told you to stop looking into him? That's what we heard from Citri. I'm just gonna throw a little side eye over. Hmm. Can I roll a human on that? Yeah. Fifty under. Success. Ooh. He's hiding something. That don't make sense. Not from what we know about Citri. He would have. Well, he, he was tenacious. I worked, worked with him for ten years. What do you know about him? We've got his personal. Well, we had his personal diary. The guy had it coming. He realised he was just like shouting. He's quiets down. Perhaps your your emotions are getting the better of you. Yeah, perhaps. Did you think he had it coming to him? Would you have done something about it? No, of course not. The whole reason I'm in this is to protect people, so I'm just saying he was a... He flew off the handle a lot. He was a... He didn't know when to stop. Well, the thing about his, his death is that it doesn't doesn't match up with any of the Third Eye's murders. 
They were pretty clean cut. Pretty, uh, pretty straight laced. This one was uh, a little bit more flamboyant, wouldn't you say, Gonzo? Almost, it's almost like it was like someone wanted to make it look like it was the third eye. Oh, did they? Well, I don't know much about them. I just know Pellerin's a dangerous character, and if you go to see him, you don't let him speak to you. Why is that? Well, I think this is one of the reasons that we were told to leave them alone. Is that um, they got they got access to some, and it does take a look around, like a, a good quick look around here. So you got access to some ritual, some spell. Do you? I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, we were told to we were told to back off. So if this section is telling you to take this guy out, you've got to be careful. Um, I'm going to roll human on that as well. Okay. Success, seven under. Seven under. Uh, it seems like he's telling the truth on that one. Well, at least uh, I get a feeling that you're speaking the truth on this. Hey, you came to me. Something uh, else? We, um, we know about Roberta. Well, we know of her. But we have no yes. information about this Rene. What do Rene? you know? What do you know about them? Rene's dead. How? It's a heroin overdose. Jesus. Was it really? Or are you just burying something? That's what I heard. He looks really cut up about it. Okay. Okay. You two are close? We all were. We were together for a long time. You seem a lot more bothered about her than you do about him. Rene was a man. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were together for a long time. Uh, can I? Can I sort of meta in the fact that I might have written down the telephone number in the spine of the book elsewhere? Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, yeah. He's going to pull out his notepad and slide it across the table and say, do you recognise this number? We found it. Looks hidden. Sorry, he explains where he found it hidden. Mm-hmm. Looks it says, no. It's no surprise that that guy kept extensive notes. Surprised the, uh, surprised the, the section didn't have him done in. They know, they know about these notes? They do now. Notes. Christ. Which is one of the reasons why we um, we wanted to come to you. Um, if uh, Pellerin has done in Citri, there's a chance that he uh, might be on to other agents. So, as much as we'd like to get any information from you, we also wanted to um, forewarn you just in case. All right, thanks. I'll um, I'll get the word out to I'll get the word out to Laura. Uh, Roberta as well and tell us to keep an eye out oh, do you think that Miss Greenbrier might know some information uh, I don't think she'd know any more than I know that serves us a whole episode thank you <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go there anyway yeah <laughs> stand outside Amy yeah I like the sign I like the idea of a sign uh, well, you can you can discuss that amongst yourselves later on. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> Off air. I'm just going to ask him. Uh, essentially, do you know what do you know of uh, Magonia? Magonia. Mm. No, I've never heard of it. Never heard of uh, it. And one more time, just a human on that. 
Uh, 47 under. Yeah, he's telling the truth. Anything else, uh, Gonzo? I'm just going to look him in the eye. I'm just going to lean him like, how do you do it? How did you get out? No, as far as I know, I wasn't out. Yeah. I'm just going to sit so back I'll, in my chair. I'll, no, I'll elaborate a little bit. It, 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 all it was in, in Citri's notes that it, they weren't currently working, i.e. They, they weren't in operation. So it would have been like, when you finish an operation and you don't hear anything for a while, they're in that sort of thing. They're, they're in that area. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't told, you're out. Yeah. They were just, they, they were just you know, on hold till the next mission came up. Yeah. Essentially. But they were also trying to find um, a replacement agent for Rene mm. as well. So. Well, here's my, yeah, they, they were, here's they my number. Like, out of the station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This lad, I'm right, this lad I'm right here. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of this guy. And yeah. I've got, I'll have a position open for an idiot. So. Hey. <laughs> Been for a lot, bless him. <laughs> you better be careful contacting agents like this. Some of them are a lot more paranoid than me. Get yourself injured. Well, if you were in our shoes, how would you approach someone? <sighs> I wouldn't. And he gets up and walks off. Okay. And I think we'll pick it up there next time. Oh. Well, I have. Well, well, well. that took unexpected turns. Didn't it just? I mean, now you, now they happened. Logical turns, but still unexpected. <laughs> what do we think of uh, Agent Riccardi? Fishy. Um, I, I think he's uh, a suspect. In some capacity. Yeah. Um, but, like you said earlier, I think that's he's he has every right to be, based on the way that Citri worked, and he was tenacious and didn't know how to stop, and maybe even put them in danger. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Violet, we'll get you. You just give us <laughs> guns. Well, and you know from the notebooks that Citri was, yeah, ordering deaths of witnesses and all sorts. And- yeah. And people that he thought that were weak or um, would break or anything like that. Yeah, he was ordering, ordering deaths off, yeah. A nasty piece of work, really. Or is that what it takes to uh, be a case officer for Pisces? Man, all I know is that we are not good case officers for Pisces. <laughs> we're barely good at our agents. Yeah. We're barely good at our jobs in real life. Like. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryo Chamber. Please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. Delta Green.